Spotify podcast with Tech and Prem. It's the Vet Alumni Podcast. I'm Tech. He's Prem. And there is a lot to cover this week. Last time we were here, Bram, it was before the Chiefs game. That's right. Uh, it is now Dallas week once again, coming off of a game uh, against the 49ers where, where the Eagles got obliterated. Um, I don't consider this Cowboys game a bounce-back game. I consider it a get-right game. To me, there are so many issues that they have to get right. Absolutely. And you know what? When you go out into a fast track like this, with this offense, you know you can score some points. I know that we haven't swept Dallas since 2011, Tech, but with that tell... That was my next question. How long has it been? You you came with it out the gate. Came with it out the gate. 2011, the Cowboys, (laughs) on the other hand, have swept us recently. I forget what year it was. I just looked at the breakdown not long ago. But you know what? Throw that all out the window. That tells me that we're due, number one, to sweep down They there. haven't lost a home game in 14 games. You know why I think the birds are going to come out on top tech? And it's really one simple thing. And we always tend to fall back on this with our football team. And you know why? Because it's truly the biggest strength of this team. Up front, I think we can beat up Dallas, kind of like San Francisco beat them up, because we just came off getting beat up by San Francisco. So I think that a plays response. a role. It's yes. a response it, game. I think we're going to go out there, and I think we're going to actually beat up the Cowboys a bit. I think these guys are well, upset, and they're embarrassed. Well, the, yeah, they, they and, need and that, to. And that goes a long way with the pedigree of Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey and these guys up right. front. They can just go be like, you know, we're just going to maul these dudes. And look, I— I don't agree with a lot of what the fans are saying. I listened to the radio. I saw the guy with the sign outside of Novacare. I don't agree necessarily with this whole run the ball thing. Here's what I'm. Here's balance, what I think. Balance, man. I think it's don't abandon the run when it doesn't work. No. initially, because Swift is the type of back that if he makes one cut and just makes a secondary guy miss. Yeah, that's six points. Now that's six points for me. It's not necessarily the running game. You know, I. I'm a firm believer that you got to get this passing game to be more effective. You you can't every single snapback in that Niners man. game. I know. He was going too deep. He was looking down the field. He you know the first two possessions, he comes out, he he gets big yardage on these short little cross he routes. Does. He does. And you never see you him know, again. It's, it's ironic, Tech, because earlier today, I say it's ironic, I was watching a throwback clip on Twitter of Joe Montana. When he came back, he was down 35-7 to Archie Manning and the Saints <laughs> in 1980, right? Wow. And he came back, and before the Frank Wright comeback with the Big Bills playoff comeback, oh, yeah, that was before that, this was the largest comeback ever in NFL history. Wow. So... What they were doing was a lot of quick hitters, slants, getting their guy Earl Cooper, running back Earl Cooper. Like these yeah. dudes were like legend, Dwight Clark. Dwight and Clark, it's yeah. What you were saying you would like to see the birds do right now is exactly what they were doing in that game. Right. And it was so efficient, but then at the right moments, well, the Montana was still it. taking shots, though, at the right moments. And we yeah. got the physical receiver and the finesse receiver paired up yeah. so nicely that they they got to do a better job of, of the, the quick. Quick turnaround hook routes. For, give AJ like a seven-yard hook. Turn him around. Let him stomp into that ground, get that cornerback backpedaling, and then boom, turn him around. Right. And let, let Jalen just hit him in the chest with it and pick yes. six yards up, seven yards. And then if, if AJ breaks that. the tackle, yes. You and that's saw how the you first score. two possessions. They had a quick route to AJ Brown. He got 
big yards after the catch. It was a short little cross. They got to get back to fundamentals. They did the same thing with Devontae Smith in the second possession. Quick little slant route. Boom. He was going for yardage. It's like, yo, why didn't we see that again after that? You have Two to get back to fundamentals. And you walk away with six points. That's never going to work. You're never going to no. beat good teams. No. And by the way, San Francisco is a great team. They are, I consider them when healthy to be this year what the Eagles were last year. Loaded top to bottom. Loaded. That's fair. But and, you know what we and, have and that they tough. don't? You know what we have that they don't? Jalen Hurts. Well, and I think yes, in an NFC Brock championship situation, yes, but at a at a high he, he level. Is, he is. But these are easy thinking dunks, man. If they but just adjust their about. defense, Tom right? Brady but if they made his living off of it. Right, but you Tom can adjust Brady. your defense. You can adjust your defense for a guy like Brock Purdy. He doesn't have all the tools that Jalen Hurts has. In an NFC championship scenario, but he, he has tools. Jalen's not losing that game in an Brand, NFC Brandon championship Ayuk scenario. Brandon Ayuk in the last in the last month or so has been one of the top receivers. He's been tremendous. I'm not even Debo interested Samuels in talking about San Francisco because they only matter if they win a playoff game first before before they see us anyway. But they will. Maybe they will. I'm so confident that they will. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. In fact, I will say this because, you know. It's Dallas week, though. It's Dallas week. I know. I just, all right. Let me just say this before we address, before we go further, that I feel, right, I know it was back and forth with TK, Tom Kelly from 94WIP on Twitter right after the game, and it was like, the sky isn't falling. I know the sky isn't falling. No, I'm not no, saying agree. the sky is falling. This is a 14 win at least. Hey, if they win against Dallas, by the way, I have them losing this week in Dallas. A lot Dallas. of people do. Jason Martinez also has them losing. Yes, I know I that uh, John Kincaid, I believe, but also it, has them but losing, it falls, I think. It falls right in line with where we've been at. 14 wins. This is a 14-win team that's going to the NFC Championship regardless of whether they're the one or the two seed Absolutely in true. my mind. No, nobody behind San Francisco in the NFC but, is going to beat Jalen Hurts in a playoff scenario. But it's not happening. The NFC Championship for me is where it ends. Very similar to the Phillies. Phillies went to the World Series, lost. The next year, they got to the NLCS and lost. I see right. the same thing with the Eagles. Super Bowl, lost. Coming next year, NFC Championship, let me, lost. Let me tell That's you why you're, why you're gravely premature. I you're, hear you. No, you're gravely premature. I'll tell you why, Tech. Listen, because you have to see what this team looks like the next five weeks and what San Francisco does down the stretch the next five weeks because I want to remind you that not so long ago, this invincible San Francisco team lost three consecutive games. But that was because there was no Debo. There was no okay, Christian sure. McCaffrey. There was no Trent Williams. You're kind of proving my point that they are one bad play away down the stretch here of having an issue where they might be down a Debo or an IU in a game now, they got to win to get the one now, seed. Now, Prem, if that happens, drop, right. my, my this opinion is, why you're premature. is subject to change. Okay, this is why it's premature. Based with the whole, on what you just said. With the whole we lose an NFC Championship thing, dude. Well, it's just too soon. If healthy, it's too soon. Uh, with an asterisk. If San Francisco okay, is all right, healthy all, right. all the way out into the NFC Championship, the two will meet again, and that will be all she wrote for the Birds. And not because the Birds aren't good enough, because quite frankly, the Birds aren't equipped. Well, Howie still Rose- Counting Dak, though. We, Dak is cap- capable of knocking off the Niners in the playoffs. Well, I, I don't know about that. And then that. in a playoff game, I'm like our chances way more against Dallas because of their soft nature. Well, I would love to play Dallas they're over the 49ers. A, their soft little mushy but, nature. Well, yeah. In January, but, in December, they just fold and curl up I, into their I, little listen, shell. I'm not disagreeing with that notion. Just playing around. What kinda. I'm saying, though, is the 49ers, right? 
I look at them as a team that is equipped. They, they've been, John Lynch has been building them since the trade deadline last year to beat the Eagles. And he went in the offseason. What did he do? He stole Javon Hargrave away. He did. And he, is, he built that team. He took Chase Young because Chase Young was in our division. He knew what he was doing. Even how he was interested in sniffing around Christian McCaffrey, John Lynch made that deal. Gave up whatever Absolutely. it took to and get you know Christian what? McCaffrey That's... at the trade deadline last year. He's been building this team. he's the best team. player in football. That's the best player he, in football. He's been building building this team to beat, specifically beat, the Philadelphia Eagles and Howie Roseman. And Howie, listen, uh, I don't know if, uh, maybe it was Dan Cilio I heard say this, it, it was it was a great analogy, <laughs> that that John Lynch and the 49ers are shopping at the Ferrari, uh, they're shopping at the Ferrari dealership. In they're, some they're, cases. They're at the Ferrari dealership. So is Howie. Howie a- a. Roseman Brown is, is a at the used car no. lot. A.J. Brown's not a used car. No, not A.J. Brown. I'm talking about what I, he DeAndre did Swift from, in a this, used car? from this offseason on. I'm not, all right, I'm, I'm not even saying DeAndre Swift, but the draft, He's Nolan acquired Smith, Nolan Smith He's shouldn't acquired have been. all pro players. But he didn't. He he he, he Kevin Byers an all pro player. Guys, he's he's half cooked. Okay, he got guys. I don't necessarily he, agree. With he that is. Either. He's half cooked. He's ha- he's a half washed player. He's okay. He'll make a play here and there. But he's he can't cover and he's not a great tackler. Reed Blankenship leads strong. It's about communication. Pro though. Bowls. It's about communication. They're still getting better at communicating, and that's really where it comes down For, to. In the secondary look, is knowing he, what the guy's going to do next. He lets they don't have that enough yet. He lets CJGJ go. Never adequately replaced him. Sold us on Reed Blankenship, who by the way is leading the Pro Bowl voting. In strong safety. I don't necessarily agree. I don't think he's an exceptional tackler, no, and I don't think is, he can cover I'll well. I'll tell you why, Ted. And somehow Listen, he's leading in, in that category. It's because he's more probably the most instinctual player in the conference at that position. His instincts, even if he doesn't always make the tackle, Reed has this uncanny way of just knowing where to be for angling a lot, a lot of key moments. He missed yeah. a couple. I mean, they all they all had a bad day he against got San Francisco. By, by, uh, sure, fl- fl- flush it, flush it. That's the best player in the league. Flush I that. hear you. Yeah, it's one game. You're coming off of three games in 13 days. Okay, and, well, and listen, and you, they were all against top tier opponents, and you go four and one in that stretch. And we said when we talked about this stretch months ago, we said, hey, if you can go four and two in that stretch, then you're unlocking an amazing season. I and that's believe what they're looking at. In the offseason, what did he do? He signed uh, Nicholas Moreau, who he cut, and then was forced to bring back because he 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 signed a bunch of bodies. He signed he Moreau, he who he cut and had to bring back. Just want a bullet uh, in the uh, chamber, you know? He, 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 he signed uh, Miles Jack, who retired because he was cooked. He signed Justin Evans. That really who, surprised who, me, who, bro. Justin Evans, who isn't that great and can't no, even stay on no, the field. He was, he was, he was never Zach, anything Zach amazing. Zach Cunningham has been their best linebacker this year. It's not saying a whole lot, well, he but he has played well. Too. Yeah, he plays with instinct, too. And the, he's, he's a wily veteran type. Right. So, it, Terrell Edmonds, who's gone, they, they used him as a, as a, as a piece to, to move I to get I don't know why fired. Trayvon LeBlanc wasn't brought back, man. I don't really understand I, well, that. Well, he's just we needed right. We needed some body. He's Roby, a hustle guy, Bradley though. Roby's been okay. You know? He's a hustle guy, Tech. You know what I mean? He's a hustle guy. This yeah. time of year, you got hustle guys that, that just want to, that are hungry to have a job like that. Right. They play hard, man. The thing that Howie, that I blame Howie for now is that he didn't see the writing on the wall with Avanti Maddox. He did not replace him when he 
you're should correct. have. You're absolutely a thousand and, percent. And correct. Bradley Roby just doesn't cut it for me. If they have Kelly Bradley Roby on CD Lamb, we're in trouble. We don't know. We're that, in trouble if, if CD right. Lamb is covered by Bradley. They need to have Bradbury, and then, I don't care where he lines up. You put Ricks on the outside. I'd rather Ricks on the outside. I don't against like Gallup. Ricks. I don't care. I'd rather have Bradbury on Lamb in the slot and Ricks on the outside and Slay on an island and then double wherever Lamb's going with Bradbury. Have Bradbury bump him on every play and double him and then make Dak beat you with these other guys. They're not going to do that. You know Ricks is going to be in the middle know, with Roby. This, you know that. But that's that's the, that's a loser's way to play the game. Well, that's it. They play six, seven Desai yards off the receivers. The, Desai needs to Which, do the right the way, thing this week. That's not a Sean Desai thing. That's a Sirianni philosophy, playing six, seven, sometimes ten yards off the I receivers. I can't stand it. I miss the days where they would actually try to win with defense and not just— It's not, awful. That's not, it's not what it is, Tech. It's let's just not get beat with defense. Instead of let's win yeah. with killer, suffocating defense. I don't get we it. We have so much talent on this team. You, yeah. will, you will never see a corner blitz. You'll never see Slay coming on a corner blitz. I don't I don't know why. Why not? I don't know why. They can run a shadow blitz. Especially because the front four, they ain't really cutting it. They don't get to the quarterback like they should. And I don't know what to say. Howie neglected the middle of the field. He neglected the safety position and the linebacker position, and he's been trying to make up for it in season with guys like uh, Bayard and now Shaq Leonard. I mean, he's trying to make up for it with guys that, quite frankly, are half-cooked. And I don't think that's good enough. I think he neglected these positions. Now, at the same time, I will say this. As bad as the defense is, this is— the Eagles win with offense, and when the offense ain't scoring, when the offense is putting up field goals where there to should be touchdowns, touchdowns yeah, exactly. you're going to lose games. That's why they lost this week. Yeah, exactly. Straight up, because it's a and, whole and the different energy in the bad. game. If, yeah, if they're up 14 nothing, it's a whole different energy in the game. Right. Then you're tied at the half. Because I, I see, like, Acho or whatever on, on, on these uh Oh, on these, these guys. I don't even watch these I, clowns I see say, anymore, man. I say San Francisco exposed the Eagles' defense. No. You want the timeline of events? Sam Howe and the Washington uh, uh, Commodores, they exposed this Eagles defense, but they weren't good enough to win, right? right? right. Dallas followed the blueprint. What happened? They were Dallas, and they shot themselves in the foot. They beat themselves. Yes, we yes. escaped and they'll do with the a same, win. They'll do the same thing again on Sunday night, Tech. Right? Kansas City didn't really have the personnel to follow the blueprint, but yet they were still a drop pass away from a potential game-winning touchdown. I'm going to say it right now, Tech, clear as day. The Cowboys will make a critical error in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and when this happens, I'm going to come back next week, and I'm going to mention this, and we're going to re- put this in next week's show. All right. They're going to make a critical error in the fourth quarter, whether it's a big Slay interception. I just feel like Slay had a tough game last week, and this guy is an all-pro player. I know he's not the same guy he was when he was in his prime, whatever. Maybe he still can sniff some of that if he really gets his head together and plays right. a little more aggressively. Like like Slay should. I yes. can see Slay picking Dak off at a big moment by just guessing right. Absolutely. Just, just guessing right on, on something they've been doing all night. And Slay has just been keying on something all night. And then he well, just I makes a big so. play. And I think that's what's going to happen this week, Tech. And then Jalen's going to take advantage and win the game. Because the defense has not had a great game or really... Uh, a, a beyond good game since Miami. I mean, and and, and if you really want to follow, you're after, right about that. After Kansas City was just a drop pass away from potentially beating the Eagles, the very next week, Buffalo carves up the Eagles defense. Josh Allen further just follows that blueprint that, that was Absolutely laid down did, yeah. and, and and destroys the defense but could not overcome Jalen Hurts in overtime and once again they beat themselves Buffalo. That Gabe Davis pass should have been caught for a touchdown. They weren't on the same page. They beat themselves and allowed Jalen Hurts. Well you have Hurts. to execute. You have to execute. Right. You know? And Jalen Hurts at that point you're giving him the ball with a chance to win the game and I would bet on Hurts any day of the week on that and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. 
but then they they're coming in off short rest against a team like San Francisco and with that kind of defense with the way they've been playing I just knew that San Francisco was going to win the game I just didn't know it was going to be 42-19 yeah sometimes these types of things happen games just kind of get out of hand and you know you have unfortunate timing on some of those weird plays just the yeah. way that the way that they they broke down with the tackling that sometimes that is important for a team to go through to really refocus on the fundamentals and yeah. look in the mirror like yo guys all right look if we're going to do this it's still right in front of us and it is they it still is. control their own destiny absolutely and, that's and what these that's all what, winnable games that's these what are 10 all wins winnable will do games. for you at this point in the year exactly. when you get 10 wins you can lo- you can have a really bad loss and still you know yeah we talked about that have in the preseason too when we like evaluated the schedule, we said, "Yo, there's a scenario where they could be like ten and one, and they were." Yeah, and we they were. said that in the pre, in the we, preview, of course, the we did. Preview. Yes, absolutely. We said, you know, looking at this, this could be a ten and one football. Absolutely, season. it could be. Yeah, we have to find that clip. We'll yeah. find that clip. Um, so, needless to say, uh, the Eagles to win this game, uh, and if if they win this game, they they will definitely have the division wrapped up, and the one seed will be very likely at that point. And uh, look, they need to cover. And tackle on defense. The pass game needs to be effective. These things are important. And they, they need These to not abandon the run, Prem. Yeah, well, I want to see Swift needs to have at least, like, you know, seven to eight pure running back carries in the first half. Like, real just shots at it. Give him, like, seven to eight cracks at the handoff. Put it in his gut. Yeah. And let him try to make something happen. Let him find a rhythm. And then don't, the se- don't, yeah, if yeah. it doesn't work for three or four carries, don't quickly switch to game no. well. And, Teams and the don't second do half, that. In the second half, same thing. Seven yeah. to eight carries. I want to see 14 to 16 carries for Swift. Right. And then I want to see five to ten looks out the backfield. The Niners, it didn't work. For in the first quarter with McCaffrey, they went one carry to Elijah Mitchell, and then boom, right back to McCaffrey the rest of the game, and, and until it worked, until he found a rhythm, don't give up. Don't do this where it didn't work that drive, so you come back the next drive, and it's Boston Scott, or it's Kenny Gainwell. No, Keep yeah, giving exactly. it to Swift. Because that's he's a game-breaker, and you know what I wish this and team did better? And the ball Jalen, by the I way. I wish this team did the screen pass better like Andy's teams used to do. Yeah. Like Westbrook used to break These, so many big plays with the so screen. It's so predictable. This, this, I know. This, this but if they game. could get that right with the timing, Swift would be so good with those routes. Right. But, but it doesn't happen. They're just the timing isn't there. Dallas Goddard will be back. So hopefully. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Well, we'll talk to Bob Cooney about about this this matchup and more. Uh, he'll be joining us, Bob Cooney from ninety seven five The Fanatic, yes, of course. Uh, he'll be joining us on the vet line. But first. Brought to you by the Fairless Hills Academy of Music. It's time for a vet fact. This is a vet fact. Well, Tech, there was never a bird's win on December 8th. Really? Vet. I, I looked at every single season. It's wild. <laughs> so we have a December 9th, 1984, in a forgotten era of yeah. birds football. Coach Marion Campbell would lead quarterback John Pisarsic out in the field. Now, Wilbert Montgomery was on this team. The Birds would host the New England Patriots, and they would defeat them 27-17. This was pre-Cunningham. Pre-Cunningham, a year before Cunningham is drafted. Now, at the time... This this birds team at this point Jaworski is Jaworski hurt or they were six eight and one at this point. <laughs> um, Jaworski, it, you know, he's not even in the box score tech. Oh, he must have been either hurt or off the team. You know what though, Mike Quick had a good day, six for eighty four from Mike Quick. Wilbur Montgomery though, clearly the reason why the birds would win the game. Nineteen totes for a hundred yards, a touchdown. Also adding four receptions for twenty one yards. Wow, uh, pretty much a team win. They would hold. New England Patriots quarterback Tony Eason 
to a 12 for 28 day for 194 yards with a touch and interception. And they would sack him four times. <laughs> but the best part of this box score, Tech, is one Wes Hopkins with a 27-yard interception return. Oof. Now, we, we obviously all loved Wes when he played the game. Absolutely. And uh, th- there you have it, Tech. December 9th, 1984. Marion Campbell and the Birds would get to 6-8-1, defeating Raymond Burry's New England Patriots <laughs> 27-17. It was a 1 o'clock kickoff at the Vet, and everybody would leave pretty happy. Uh, it was a, The touchdown at the end was really 27-10, and then it was a late touchdown they got. Uh, so it was kind of like a blowout in the second half. Okay. Happy day at the Vet. They were clearly out of the playoff picture. And George Orwell's 1984. <laughs> oh, there it is. All right, the Sixers, Prem. Uh, they started the season 8-1. and one. They've been 5-6 and six since. Uh, you asked on Twitter the other night, which team are they? Uh, I want to know. I believe they're somewhere in the middle. I do, too. I think they're more likely, instead of an 8-1 and one team out the gate, that was probably more like maybe, you know, 6-3-ish. and three-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's about right. Look. They're um, that kind of squad. They're a second-round exit. Technique. Right. <laughs> yeah, have yeah. we? Have, wait, has this happened before? I feel like... Is this Back to the Future? What is this? Yes, it is. Listen. Do we have the almanac from it, Back to the Future 2? It, it is a second round exit waiting to happen. Uh, Kelly Oubre's back uh, from the uh, mysterious accident. All right, so I got some information on that, and this is a really? very reliable source. And I'm only breaking this because I was told by my source that I could. Okay. Uh, no joking. Here we go. Somebody very close. Breaking news! Somebody very close to the Oubre circle, if you will, states that Ubre is an avid biker. He loves to bike. Yes. And I've seen videos on YouTube of him doing pretty extreme mountain biking, and he was apparently doing so in the city. Uh, so that's that might have been what happened. Contractual obligations would render his contract voidable. So he went and said he got hit by a car as, a, as opposed to just, I was doing I love some that we're breaking stunt. this. I love that we're, that I'm the one, I, I'm not this kind of guy. Like, I'm not, I'm so not wait, like, it, uh, it, know, this is, this is absolutely, big time news guy. This is absolutely confirmed that he was doing some extreme biking. Very, very solid source. Wow. Is all I can really say. I wow. can't really elaborate. Here we go. And you know, Tech, I'm, I'm out there every week, uh, just about with, with, <laughs> with the, with the squad somewhere, you know, just with with the with the media or or the right. players or you know, just trying to to be a, a presence for the vet alumni. Yes, and it's been going nicely, and I really appreciate everybody that we've been connected to lately. You know, Art History Jay over at Art History showing a lot of love. I Definitely mean, did an amazing drop for Hollis. And, Fantastic, uh, super dope hoodie. Definitely go grab that at arthistory101.com. You know, everything's going really good with the brand tech. There it is, and and, and, and and that was big breaking news right there. Breaking story. Kelly Oubre was not, in fact, hit by a car. He was doing some extreme biking, and in, instead of coming clean about that because it could get him in some trouble contractually, he decided to make up a story he about was hit by a car. being hit by a and car. And this then explains what? What the Inquirer reported. Which right. was that he was seen bringing a bike back into it. He was. Bike. I mean, it was on TMZ, the, the, his, uh, his ring camera, who, by the way, somebody close well, he to could him have been on the bike. Him. He could have been on the bike and got hit by the car. I didn't get that clarification. Okay. So he could have been hit by a car. It's unlikely. The, the, the police, they investigated. They said This breaking news is happened. slowly becoming really murky. <laughs> 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 There's no real evidence to this breaking news, This folks. is some good radio. Uh, absolutely. Um... All right, so back to the things we know. We know Toby started off the season 
really well in a new role. Really, he looked really good. Looked like he was having a really solid season. And then he didn't. He fell off a cliff. I mean, the last few games, I think, what was it? Eight points, 12 points, 14 points, six points. Can you believe the money this guy's getting paid, bro? I mean, look, I I am now, I thought Tobias, I was, you know what I was even going as far as to say? I would re-sign him on a cheaper deal for another couple of years because I thought he was playing his, his way into this new role nah, really well. I think well. you need to turn the page. Now he's on the trade yeah, block I think for it's me. Time to turn the page. He's on. just the last few games have, have, have said it. He he has he has put, worked his way onto the trade block. Tech, I am quickly becoming a Sixers extremist, and what I mean by that <laughs> is I, I want to blow it up at the end of this season to some extent. I, I think Toby's got to go for sure. Um, he no, might have to go at the deadline. The only players, in my opinion, that are safe are, are Joel and Tyrese. Everything else is up for sale. Everything else is grabbable, gettable, uh, flippable, scriptable, winnable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, get get them. <laughs> just get, just keep Joel and Maxi, and do whatever you can to give me a contender within the next five years. You might rebuild for two years. It is what it is. I know it's Joel's prime, but that's what they've been doing isn't working, and it's not. No, start and the working. Sixers PR machine, which is very weak, it's not going to start way. working magically. The, P, the PR machine put out some bogus report about how people are inquiring about KJ Martin. Guess what? Please get rid of KJ Martin. That that guy, I know he's like twenty two years old or however old. He's a young kid, and he can develop. I don't have time for another Jaden Springer, who, by the way, I don't love the way he gets forced minutes. They they, they love to force this Jaden Springer kid minutes. I don't love it. Uh, I think he's just okay. Uh, he didn't pan out. Nobody wants to admit it. Um, and it is what it is. It is what it is. That's what K.J. Martin is. You gotta get rid of him. They need another star they in do. here. They need they another 20-point type of... I'm not even... I don't even want to use the word star and be prejudicial. I just want a high-quality player that can give me somewhere between 18 and 22 a night. Maxi needs to stay right around 25 a night, and MB is a 30-plus guy. That's what they need. And then a guy like Toby or an Oubre or whoever. They're too, they're too inconsistent. It's okay. I mean, they're 5-6 and six since they were 8-1. and one, Right. And I don't really see, uh, a lot of nights I feel like I don't really see like a killer instinct. I, it's hard to explain. No. And they, by, by the way, in these what, how, how many games has it been? Uh, I mean, the 50 points is cool, but it was the Wizards. They're 3-17. and 17. Right. It's been like 20, 20 games in. They've already had three scheduled losses. And we know what Joel's capable of. We know he can put up 40, 50 any given night. We know that's who he is. He's the MVP. But he also is a turnover machine. He needs to knock that off. He's, yeah, he turns yeah. the ball over at will sometimes. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, the other night they played sloppy, lackadaisical, and just uninspired basketball. The they did. And they, they, beat, they, did. they beat a three-win win Wizards team, as they should. And they allowed that team to drop a buck 26 on them. Yeah, yes, they the process, did. Which, when you think about that, just kind of sounds funny. It's ridiculous. They were 3-16 and 16 coming in. And they got beat by silly teams to get eliminated from this ridiculous in-season tournament. I think the in-season tournament is just dumb. But even though... Wait, do you like the whole idea? No, but, horrible, I, but, right? I, but you know what I don't like even more? Why are the we Sixers, so grumpy? The Sixers why, why, being eliminated Why are we it? so grumpy? Is that why we're grumpy? It, I guess. I feel listen, like a grumpy old man now I know, about this in-season I, tournament listen, is stupid. Because I think it's ridiculous. But even more ridiculous is the Sixers being eliminated from it by like the Pacers and the Hawks. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, you gotta be yeah, kidding me. If they lost... And they got eliminated well, from, a, from a senseless Halliburton tournament. Halliburton really should be in a Sixers jersey. I know. Let's be I honest. I know. 
That's a guy that they fumbled. If they would have played this right, you'd have like right now you'd have uh, Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Joel, yeah, Tyrese, yeah, uh, Mikael Bridges. Yeah, I know. Like, think about what By this the way, team could have been. My dad won't let go of this. Think about what this team could have been if they I just would have kept the right dudes. He, my, my dad will not let go of the fact that it, it should have been Butler and Butler Mikhail and Joel should have been should have been the backbone of the building that team. I know. And Halliburton and Joe and, and, and Maxie. I said, yeah, but Dad, if they, you don't know if they would have been able to. They have Maxie. a ring, probably. They probably have a ring right now, <laughs> yeah. probably. <sighs> because the Atlanta Game Seven. It's just a bad organization. The, the Toronto Game Seven. Yeah. Come on, it's I ridiculous. Know. It's absolutely absurd. All right, let's hit the vent line with Bob Cooney from 97.5 The Fanatic. Next. Vent alumni. And now, it's the vet line. Why don't you answer your phone? So we're joined now on the vet line by Bob Cooney, co-host of the John Kincaid Show, mornings on 97.5 The Fanatic from 6 to 10 after 25 years of daily news, of course. Bob, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate that. This is fun. This is this is good fun right here. Absolutely. Yes, it's all about Philly, and it's all about the birds right now. Dallas week, one of the two Dallas weeks, the harder of the two Dallas weeks, going <laughs> on the road, trying to get it done in a building where, quite frankly, has been sort of a house of horrors for them, not having swept since 2011. It's been tough. Bob, is this a win or a loss? I'm coming right at you with it, and why or why not? Wow. Man, I, I thought I was going to get east into this show, but nah, no, it's, right into it's it. like balls to the wall. Here we go. Yes, yes. sir. Uh, I don't feel comfortable this weekend. I, I, I don't. Uh, you're right. They, they go down to Dallas. It's always a tough game down there, whether one team's good and one team's not as good. It's always going to be a tough game, tough place to play. Um, I, I'll tell you, it would really tell me something a lot about this Eagles team. If they can come off a 42 to 19 loss, yes. a total ass kicking mm. and go down to Dallas and, and be able to win down there, man, that would, that would rejuvenate a lot of good feelings. I think among a lot of fans in Philadelphia, um, Dallas's offense is clicking. Zach is. Prescott is playing. Zach Prescott is playing great football. Dallas has won 14 in a row in Dallas. It's pretty remarkable, uh, we yeah. Talked to, yeah, we talked to Adam Schefter the other day, and I said, describe what Dallas is, and he said, they are rolling. So Ooh. it's going to be tough. I, I don't I don't see the Eagles winning down there. I, I just don't. Hopefully they have a good outing. Hopefully it's a close game, but, yeah, I got to be honest. I think it's a higher-scoring game, 31-28, something like that, but I – I just can't lean towards Eagles winning right now. That's fair. I've heard a few other local media uh, personalities say the same thing. Jason Martinez uh, today as well doesn't feel good about this one. Um, I tend to think they have a chance to go down and bully the Cowboys around the line of scrimmage a little bit. I think that they're really embarrassed from last week, especially the offensive line, how they got kind of manhandled in the second half a bit, um, and they can go down there and win. If they are going to win, who do you think is the key player on defense? One of my favorite questions that I love to ask every week. Yes. Uh, you said key on defense? Yeah, defense for sure. I, I got to go like Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat. Absolutely. Somebody on that defensive line, I think, has to get pressure. I don't think that bringing in a Shaq Leonard is like, oh, that's the answer to the, to the linebacker <laughs> spotter. That's the answer to being able to cover the middle of the field. Nothing against him at all. I just don't – I think the problems are far deeper than that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go towards uh, somebody on the pass rush that has to be there to put on pressure to make things uneasy for Dak Prescott. That's what it has to be. Um, 
Yeah, the the more I look at it, the more I'm convinced of that. Yeah, absolutely. That strip sack will be key. Yeah. Uh, Bob, oh, that would be great. Turnovers are key also. Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm in perfect alignment with what you said. I have the Eagles losing in Dallas. Uh, I, I don't feel good about it at all uh, this week. Negative Nancy's around here. Well, I just I, – I, I, based off what I what I saw last week, and I get it. Six days rest, that team had 10 days. I get it. Right. But still, it, it, it goes back to what you just said. The problems are deep. I'll take it a step further. After seeing mm-hmm. what the 49ers looked like up close, are the Eagles a Super Bowl team this year in your mind? Oh, wow. Mm. Not right now, no. Wow. I got to give that nod to San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. It's tough. It's tough. I agree. Yeah. If they get the number you happy, one You'd be happy seed. with yourself, Tech. Yeah. you happy with yourself, Tech? I am, yes. Oh, good. That is good. justification for what I said. I, I feel very gratified in, in how I So think I, about it. Who's your top three teams in, out of the NFC? It's San Francisco, Dallas, and the Eagles. I yeah. still San put Francisco the birds above the Cowboys. absolutely though. plastered both of those teams. Yeah, you're right. So uh, yeah. if the Eagles go down in Dallas and have a good showing, if the Eagles finish out the year and they're, wow, that's the team that I thought they were going to be, and San Francisco might lose a game. Right. If the Eagles get the number one seed, then yeah, I feel confident that they could go to okay. the Super Bowl. All right, so that's a good right modification, now, the answer. But it's such a weekly yeah. league. See, that's that's it why is. you can't look forward. You can't look I know. Like it's a weekly league. So right now, no, they're not. Could in two weeks from now they be? Yeah, maybe. I love yeah, it. Maybe. He's just like exactly what we were discussing earlier, Bob. It's so <laughs> funny. It's almost like you were hearing our conversation yeah, yeah. telepathically. We were saying the same exact thing. Exactly. It's a little premature, but you want to you want to still try to visualize what they could do because it's got to be easy down the stretch against New York. It should look easy against New York. It should look easy against Arizona. These shouldn't be hard games. No. Yeah, if they have to win those final three games, they should, right? Absolutely. You need 14 yeah. and 3 at a minimum. Even if they drop this game, I think this still could be Maybe a 14 even four and 3. Maybe 4 straight. Team. I mean, uh, Seattle ain't that great. I, Seattle's I, a bit overvalued. What do you think about Seattle, Bob? Um, yeah, they, that doesn't concern me all that much. And you know, here's another great stat that we had on the uh on the Kincaid show. Um, teams that played San Francisco last year went 0 and 15 after playing them. They're wow. a tough team to play. Wow. Uh, that doesn't bode well for the Eagles this mm, week. That's tough. But Seattle plays San Francisco this week. So, therefore, the Eagles going into Seattle to mm. play them the next week doesn't bode well for Seattle. I so like it. I think the Eagles probably finished the year with probably three losses. And yeah. is that good enough for a number one seed? No, you, got, you have to hope that it is. Yeah, that's that's going to be the question because that bye week, and you, I, I heard some of your show this morning, I listened for a good bit, you guys were debating on whether the bye week was more important or the home games are more important. I go with the bye week because I like the analogy that was given about it's better to not to be in a car crash for a week. Um, do you do you think that the home games are really truly more important in that case? It was funny. I didn't like the argument because they go hand in hand. Yeah, I know. That's right? You don't agree with that. Week without, you don't get the bye week without getting two home games. So they're hand in hand. So I didn't really like the argument on that. It was that. pretty uh, philosophical, yes. It was very early morning <laughs> philosophy on that, 97.5. That's the, that's the part that I play on the show. I'm the, philo- I'm the philosopher on the show. <laughs> um, I'm the smart guy. Now, the, the, the thing is... Yeah, look, if you if you get that first... You, you miss it. You win a game, essentially, by not playing. If you get the bye, you win a game exactly. by not playing. Exactly. And then that leads into two home games. So I can't separate, like, would you rather have this or that? They come together. You yeah, get a yeah. bye if you get the two home games. They come together. So I can't separate that. 
Um, they need yeah, to get healthy. you want the they one do. seed. The one thing is to look at guys is, is this, it's an easier schedule. If you get the two seed almost, you know, like Kincaid loves to break down uh, look, who's going to finish here, there and the other. And I'm not, I'm not that guy. I just do week to week. I'm, yeah, I'm too yeah. stupid to look too far ahead. I'm, I'm dumb. You guys know that. <laughs> so I just look like day to day, week to week. <laughs> If they get You're the way two smarter seeds, than you lead on here, Bob. You're way smarter than you lead <laughs> I don't know about that. My <laughs> wife would certainly disagree. But, um, oh, man. Whatever happens, you're just going to have to deal with it. Like, they're a good yes. football team. They have shortages. They, they were exposed terribly last week. How do you finish out this season? What kind of football are you playing going into the playoffs? Like, yeah. what is your identity? It's the best way I'll put it. Going into the playoffs, it could change drastically from what it is now to a horrible identity after that game against San Francisco to, oh, my God, you beat Dallas and Dallas and you finish the season looking really well and you're the number one seed. So there's so many different scenarios that could play out. You can't look too far ahead and say this is definitive. It's just it's just not sports. True. Uh, Speaking of philosophical things here, the defensive philosophy on this team uh, it started against Sam Howe in Washington. We, we saw how the corners like to play off the receivers. It seemed it seemed to get worse against Horrible. Dallas and, and, and Kansas City, and then it got it was terrible against Buffalo. And it was maybe the worst I've seen it all year against the 49ers. This this uh, philosophy to play five sometimes seems like ten yards off the receivers. Is that a Sean Desai thing or a Nick Sirianni thing? Do you think? So how do you build philosophy? This is my biggest thing. How do you build a philosophy? My philosophy, if I'm a coach, is I build off of my strengths, right? Exactly. What are your strengths Pass defensively? Rush. Pass rush. Is it your defensive line? Absolutely. Okay. If it is, well, then why are you playing your um, corners off of the exactly. ball? If your exactly. your defensive philosophy <laughs> is my defensive line is the best that I have going from, let me play off of them. Exactly. It just doesn't seem that A plus B will see sometimes with this team. No. Oh, man, that's that's exactly the truth. You're supposed to bump when you have a defensive line this good. I don't get it, Because Bob. there's no quick outlets. No. But, you know, I, yeah. what do we know? What do we yeah. know? I don't, no, no, no. You guys are right. Uh, they don't trust the tackling that they get from their linebackers. Well, they it's been poor. Can you trust your poor. safeties? I no. mean, we can all sit here and talk about it, and I'm not being negative. Right. Like Reed Blankenship, has he been fun to why all that stuff? Yeah, okay. Yeah, instinctual but is player. He somebody that you can say, let me push our defense towards, no. okay, if things go bad, he, at least he's there. I don't think he's no. there yet. That's a very good point. <laughs> no. very, and, yeah. and Bayard so might not funny. be what no, he was. You guys, bring up, you guys bring up a great point. What's your philosophy? Well, your philosophy has to go to your strengths, and I'm not sure they exactly can identify their strengths right now defensively. Mm. Yeah, because the line doesn't seem to get home as often as we all like. Everyone's got to take a take a look in the mirrors. What they got to do, and I think that's yeah. what they did this week. I really feel like this team was embarrassed. But you know, let's move on to the Sixers here, Tech. Uh, okay. okay, so the Sixers, right? Um, do you believe in this Sixers team, Bob? And and what move could be made th- that they could they could be put in that conversation with teams like Boston and Milwaukee down the street, Orlando and all this nonsense. It's, it's so early, <laughs> Orlando and Minnesota. I'm talking about Boston and Milwaukee down the stretch. We know they're going to be the top teams. What, what could the Sixers do to put themselves in that conversation? Uh, there's two answers. One, I don't know. Make a move. <laughs> sure. I understand that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not. I don't lie. You guys not like I don't lie. I'm not going to say I have the answers. I'm not going to be one of those radio guys. Well, this is what they have to do. Yeah, right. One thing is this team might be good enough. Nick Nurse had a team in Toronto. That's a good point. Uh, that was led by Kawhi Leonard, who was great at the time. Had uh, Siakam, who was an up and coming guy. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, who was a nice guard, a role player, all that, and wound up winning a championship. Uh, right. Can he do that again with a team that's led by Joel Embiid, that has a great two and Tyrese Maxey, that seems to have a real glue piece, at least this year. And I'm not saying he's great, or but he seems to fit on this team in, in uh, Nico Batum. Um, you know, and then can you get Tobias Harris better? Uh, is your bench deep enough? I, I kind of like what they're showing so far. Do they need another piece? Doesn't everybody always need another piece? Yeah. Perhaps. I'm not saying this team's good enough right now to win a championship. I'm saying they're interesting enough to watch under Nick Nurse to see where they can go and maybe can they contend to win the Eastern Conference title. That's a very balanced approach on that. I think so. I it think, is. Uh, I mean, it's realistic. Definitely, they, they started off being fun to watch. Now they seem to be interesting to watch. So yeah, I well, agree. I mean, you know, five and six in the last 11 games after the eight and one start. Yeah, but you didn't have, yeah, you didn't have um, Obrey. He wasn't yeah. around. We've talked about uh, that. And that's for a sure. big piece. Yeah. Like, that is a big piece. He's Yo, either yeah. a starter or a guy coming off the bench. I don't think they knew like i sat down and talked with nick nurse and this was before uh, uh uh morris was able to get out there and play and i said what do you see in him and he turned to me he goes what do you see in him and i said yeah you know what he was a guy that i thought could help this team a couple of years ago uh where is he now and he goes that's exactly what i'm trying to find mm-hmm. out i asked nick nurse specifically on the air last week um wh- what is your bench are you still auditioning? And he said, I am auditioning, but I'm close to figuring out what it is. Well, and he said news. it in a way that he was confident in it. So there's still pieces. It's 20 games in. There's still pieces to figure out. But True. I agree with you. The way you worded it is perfectly. They're interesting. What are your thoughts on Jaden Springer? Yeah, it's weird. I, I would like to see him get more time. I would like to see more out of it. But at the expense of what? Patrick yes. Beverly? Yeah, that's maybe. A, that's a, yeah, you, know, you got to balance that out sometimes. Uh, maybe. Look, I hated having thirty-five-year-old uh, PJ Tucker who played absolutely no offense and all that. Like that was that was a waste of time, and I was yes. really and nothing against them, but like Agreed. you know, he, gives you, he gave you a donut every night. A it, donut. It, the three, the threes yeah. weren't there like they used to be. No. Yeah. So at least Beverly gives you something that toughness plus. He gives you some offense. He gives you good defense, whatever. Yeah. Springer's a guy that, yeah, I'd like to see get more, but I don't know. The only time he's going to get time to look at is when either they're shorthanded or the game is a blowout. And that's just the way it's going to be right now. Yeah. That's the reality of it. Well, hopefully you're right about Nurse figuring it out. I think he's probably the most articulate coach they've had since Larry Brown. Yeah, he's my favorite coach since Larry Brown. I mean, articulate. He's just, he's just, he knows how to how to deliver a message. Yeah, and his rotations are way better than Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers was infuriated. Doc was an overrated coach. Do you agree with that, Bob, that Doc came in a little too touted than he should have been because he had three Hall of Famers that won that ring? Uh, That's that's a very uh, on-the-surface look at it. Like, I've known Doc kind of personally since 11, and and he's, he's a good coach. He's a good coach. He was different here in Philadelphia. There was something different about him here in Philly. And 
And I don't want to give away too much. I talked to some people on the inside. Why was it? I don't think that's he was comfortable answer. here yeah, in that's Philadelphia. That's a fair answer. That's, he didn't uh, seem comfortable. I, I, that's interesting. He didn't seem like he was comfortable. He seemed perturbed a lot of the time. It was all pick and roll based. I mean, he never tended to experiment and do things. Like, I see Nick Nurse doing things I never saw Doc Rivers do. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick Nurse had, or I'm sorry, Doc Rivers had a problem in that. He had he has a guard-heavy offense that he wanted to, uh, you know, put into the system here in Philadelphia and he had a guard in James Harden that didn't want to run that offense and heads collided and it was, it wasn't good. And and when you have that kind of a, you know, a guy who's only been here a couple of years, that's trying to implement something. And then you have a veteran who's been in the league for 15 years that comes in and says, yeah, no, I don't want to run mess. that. Yeah. Big mess. That causes problems that's that you true. just can't really fix. At the end, it was tough. At the end, it was tough. He just <laughs> seemed like he was very, you could see the stress. You could see that yeah. he just seemed like he was very uh, snappy with some of the reporters, and I thought that sometimes yeah. it was a bit over the top. But um, you know, hopefully, I think Nurse is just more of a, a more of a basketball coach for this team as it's constructed. Yeah, I like Nurse. Um, yes, yeah, so far, what's not to like, right? Right, exactly. Bob, let's touch on the Phillies real quick. Uh, one of the more crazier things um, does. Bryce Harper wanting an extension with eight years left on his contract sound as insane to you as it does to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's your contract with this podcast right now? Uh, me and Tech, uh, we, we haven't signed the contract. We have actually <laughs> so, known each other in the so music business for 15 I, I'm years. We're go day to day. You guys are day to day. Okay. <laughs> if somebody comes along and says, uh, all right, I'm going to make you uh, year to year. I understand he's eight years signed in and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say I disagree with it, but I'm all, I agree with it rather. But I'm also never going to disagree with somebody looking for something more. It's, pre- it's, it's pretty ironic. Friend, the timing is it's ironic. an athlete, whatever it may be. You heard it here first, Bob Cooney, 97.5 The Fanatic. Bob, yes, thanks again for your time. We really appreciate your insight, and we'll talk with you soon. All right, love you guys. Thank you so much. It's time for Prem's Picks. These games are a blowout, a human lot. You can bet your children's unborn children on these games. Prem's Picks. All right, so... It's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, How are we looking so far? We're not, we're not, it's not looking good. <laughs> not, we're sitting. We're sitting at four and eight. All right, and this is your fault because we had to change the program to I pick on the fly. I don't prepare. Right. Well, this is what it's all about. But I, I'm ready. See these I'm ready, Costos guys? They sit and they study it like a Bible, and then they go on the radio and they talk about these picks. See, we're doing it on the fly so here. here. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Real here. Here's what's going to happen over the next five weeks, Tech. How many picks is that? That's five weeks, three picks a week. That's 15 picks. I'm going to finish it out. 10 and 5. You ready? And it starts okay. right now. We're going to go on a 10 and 5 run down a stretch. I'm going to finish with a winning record to keep the streak alive. Here I have never finished a pick season segment with a losing record. No, you have not. Here we go. All right, here we go. Lock. <laughs> the Lions <laughs> go to Chicago to play the Bears. They're only three and a half point favorites. I know it's the Lions and Jared Goff. And can you really trust them? They are 9 and 3. I get it. The Bears are 4 and 8. I know they got this young upstart uh, Tyson Badgett uh, quarterback kid who yeah. seems to have a little bit of fire sometimes. Yeah. The Lions are only three and a half point favorites. Comfortably take the Lions minus three and a half. They yeah. win this game by a touchdown or better tech. Yes. Lions in Chicago. I'm even going to give you a score. It's going to be a 33 to 17 Lions win. <laughs> Lock. Lock. 
All right, next tech. We got another really interesting game because these are some teams that, you know, are young but also uh, headed in different directions. It's kind of interesting. You have the Texans going to the Jets. We know that the Jets have really given quarterbacks fits, and C.J. Stroud has been arguably an MVP candidate as a rookie this year, Tech. He's been off the charts. Yeah. The Texans are going into New York to play a MetLife, and they're only three-and-a-half-point favorites. It's much like the game I just picked which was a three-and-a-half-point spread with the Lions going to Chicago. I am also telling you, Tech, to comfortably take C.J. Stroud, the rookie phenomenon, and the Houston Texans, minus three-and-a-half at MedLife over the Jets this week. They win that game by a touchdown. Rock! Lastly, Tech, my last one to start this 10-5 and stretch to just finish on absolute blazing heat fire with this pick segment. Now, those first two should be automatic, by the way. I'm going with a banger of a game, Tech. All right. The Bills are headed to Arrowhead to play Patrick Mahomes (laughs) and the Kansas City Chiefs, and they are struggling. Yes. The Chiefs are struggling. You know what that tells me? What's that tell you? Big time bounce back game for Patrick Mahomes. The Bills are about to fall off a cliff and miss the AFC playoffs. And you heard it here first. The Chiefs are one and a half point favorites at Arrowhead. Comfortably. That's the word of the week. Comfortably. Say Patrick (laughs) Mahomes and Andy Reid to handle business and get back to their winning ways. They're Super Bowl champions. We know that. We know it hurts. I'm sorry to bring it up, guys. I have no choice. Tech is putting me on the spot with these picks this week, yeah. like he's doing every week. Yes, And sir. I'm giving you the best game of the week, by far, besides Cowboys and Birds, the Bills at the Chiefs, an AFC Championship preview before the season, which has now become a Bills team that's about to fall off a cliff. Yep. It's going to happen at Arrowhead. Lock. Lock. To recap, we got the Lions going to Chicago to easily cover three and a half points against the Bears. Lock. Well, you have the Texans going to MetLife to also easily and comfortably handle three and a half points against the Jets. And lastly, in the AFC game of the week at Arrowhead, a 425 kickoff that no doubt will have Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. (laughs) You have the Chiefs getting back on track, covering one and a half points against Josh Allen and the sinking Buffalo Bills. This has been the next edition of Prem's NFL Picks. All right, Prem, let's get back on track. Yes, sir. And... It is Dallas week, so go Birds! Yeah. We'll see you next week. Vet alumni.